0: Hello, welcome to the Arts and Learning Conservatory monthly masterclass series, where we invite industry professionals to share their knowledge and make artistic learning more accessible. If you'd like to learn more or sign up to join our next masterclass live, please visit us at artsandlearning.org. We are so excited to have Hannah Schooner. Is that how you say it? Schooner. Uh, close enough. <laughs> sorry. No uh, here as our masterclass instructor for this month with Character Depth with Dungeons and Dragons. She is a theater student and a Dungeons and Dragons content creator,
1: and we're just thrilled to have her. So go ahead, take it away, Hannah. Great, hi guys. Um, As she said, my name's Hannah Schooner. I have been playing D&D since I was in middle school. It was my family's um, like family game night pastime. And also I go to college for musical theater. So that's my connection there as well. I have a little PowerPoint that I made just to kind of make things easier. Uh, I will bring that up one second. Mm -hmm. great can you guys see that amazing great okay so I would love to hear from you guys first your name what grade you're in your pronouns that you use your theater experience and D&D experience if any I just want to know kind of maybe what you want to learn about D&D or do you already play and you just want to get deeper or anything like that um whoever wants to start can just go ahead
2: oh okay uh, my name is Zane. I'm I in think. seventh. Uh, hello. I'm in seventh grade. Uh, he, him. I've done multiple plays, musicals, and other related things before, and I have been playing D and D for a while.
3: Great. Okay. Perfect. Hi, I'm Alia. I'm in ninth grade. My pronouns are she, her, and I've done a couple um, musicals and theater productions. And I just started playing d d this year. Amazing, great. Uh, my name is Paige, um, I'm, an, I'm also in ninth grade. Uh, my pronouns are she, they, and I've been in quite a few plays and musicals. And I've been playing, d for, playing D&D for quite a while.
1: Awesome. Okay, great. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I use she, they as well. So um, but she, her is fine. Um, if I'm not in the room, they is great as well. So considering um, you guys have a, like some D&D experience already, um, then we won't have to go too in depth on like rules or anything like that. But um, in order to make a really deep character that you connect to um, is... A place that I like to start or that my brother, when he was teaching me how to play, liked to start was asking me what kind of characters from like books, movies, TV shows or musicals or plays even um, that you like really like and try to figure out why you liked them. Did you like them for their personality? Were they really charismatic? Were they really funny? Were they like super shy and kind of awkward and that made them charming? Or did you like how powerful they were? Like, for example... Growing up, I loved Katara from Avatar The Last Airbender. I just loved the idea of like being able to control water and make it freeze or make it melt or do fun shapes and stuff. And so my first D&D character was a combination of Katara and Arwen from Lord of the Rings. So she was an elf princess that had all water spells. She was a sorcerer. And that just was the coolest thing to me that I could be like that character. So I would love to hear um, from all of you if, if any character comes to mind when you think of that, like a favorite superhero, or if you also watch Avatar The Last Airbender, or even just like a character from your favorite show that you think is really cool. I would love to hear if there are any like characters that come to mind for you guys. You could put them in the chat or you could just raise your hand if you think of anything. Hi, John. Yes.
4: Hello. I'm surprised you didn't say Batman.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that was um, my next character. And actually, I was going to say if you wanted an example of how to translate a superhero to D&D, Batman is a great example. This was when I was... 11, so Batman was my next character um, closely after that. But if no character comes to mind for you, that's completely fine. That's just one place that you can start to have that connection. Otherwise, you could start with thinking if you had a superpower or you were in a fantasy world like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, like I said already, or Marvel or DC or any of those universes, like what do you see yourself as? I, growing up, whenever anyone would ask me like, oh, like, you know, if you had a superpower, what would you have? I always said shape-shifting because I felt like it was the cheat code of superpowers. I was like, yeah, I could wish I could fly. I could wish I could have super strength or wish I could breathe underwater. Or I could shape-shift and turn into things that do those things. I felt like it was like a way to get all the superpowers. But thinking of like superpowers that you like, like there are D&D classes that can have like telekinesis, like the ability to manipulate things with your mind, or you could have super strength or super speed or like all of these awesome things where if you like growing up knew that you would have loved to be able to have, like you can have a character that has those things. Um, I like to think of D&D as like a continuation of the imagination game that like you played when you were little. You can be whatever you want to be. There is seriously no limits. And that's amazing um, when you really think about it. Another way that you can um, come at a character creation is if you play video games like trying to think of what a good example would be um i'm not sure if you guys have played anything like halo or anything like that but when i used to i knew that i either wanted to be the medic or i wanted to be like in the back from far away i never wanted to be in the front line i like even when it's not real hate getting hurt the idea scares me i'm like no thank you but i will help people who are hurt Or I will be in the back and take people down like slowly. So I knew that I would either like to be a cleric who also like, you know, heals my companions when they're down or be um, a spellcaster that fights from far away or an archer that also fights from far away, like Legolas um, from Lord of the Rings. I had another character based on him. So A really great way to, like, have a character that you really connect to is either having that character that is just like um, that character from a book, movie, or TV show that you really like. Or, like, if you had this persona of when you were little, you were like, oh, like, I'm the princess, or I'm the knight, or I'm the mermaid, or merman, or, or anything. You can create that for yourself, and it's the coolest thing. So, um... Yeah.
4: I have a question for you, Hannah. Yeah. So in my when I was young, um, yeah. one of the things th- th- there were so many characters, so many, so many superheroes. And I was always oh, yeah. in the comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, my deal was not I wanted to fly. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do, be super strong or whatever. I wanted to be the super smart guy. Mm -hmm. like a Reed Richards or Tony Stark or a Lex Luthor who was able to go ahead and, because I I thought if you were smart enough, you could make whatever you wanted and have whatever power you wanted.
0: Absolutely. So
4: tell me about, tell me about a character or a class that is kind of like that. Is there a tinker class? Is there something like that? Oh yes, there is. There is. what, what type of things can they create for themselves to have mm-hmm. to to empower themselves or to empower their co- and companions?
1: Yeah, so um what comes to mind for me, it was a class that was only recently developed. I'd say like five years ago. So it's fairly new. It's called the Artificer class. And it is basically what you would envision Tony Stark to be in this world. This is a class that is a kind of... S- It used to be a subclass of the wizard, which is the spellcaster that uses intelligence, so definitely the smartest of the classes. It used to be just a subclass of that, but now it's become its own class, and they also have access to the wizard spell list, but they forge magic items, and magic items can also, if you don't If your character doesn't naturally have access to certain abilities, magic items can give you those. So, for example, if you are a wizard and you're not very strong, there are gauntlets of ogre power that your artificer companion could make for you that will give you a strength of 20, which is the maximum score you can have. So, um, starting at lower levels, you can make mostly just buffs, which buffs meaning they enhance your abilities or They, um, like, give you bonuses when you roll for certain checks. Like, there are rings that you can wear that will um, save you from, like, fire attacks and things like that. But the Artificer class, when you level up, can create even, like, more, um, a vast list of magical items. And even depending on your Dungeon Master, you can collaborate to create one, for example, Um, in my campaign that just ended that I did over the last year or so, I was playing uh, Jessamine, a little halfling cleric. I love her so much. And a quirk that I gave her was that she was obsessed with tea. Like she just loved tea. She was like Uncle Iroh. So everywhere they went, everyone would be like, oh, I would like, you know, Ah. some wine or I would like ale. And I was like, do you have any tea? And so my artificer friend for my character's birthday forged a special teapot that um, you could think of whatever kind of tea you wanted and it would pour it for you. So super cute. Like you can, as an artificer, create any kind of magical item you can think of with collaboration of your Dungeon Master. So um, that, John, is what I would say. if you wanted to be a Tony Stark, that would be a great way to go about it. Um, great. So, um, that is one example. The Artificer class wasn't on here just because that was again like a more recent development. Um, but ways to translate the character or like what your answers to those previous questions could be. There is a great flowchart that I found that I think um, would also be really helpful for you guys. Um, It kind of gets cut off here. So I will also share this link in the chat. We don't need to go through this right now. But if you aren't really sure where to start, you're not really sure. Oh, that was a direct message. Sorry. send that one more time if you're kind of lost at like where to start and you're like, oh my gosh, there's like so many classes. This is a great, like fun little flow chart that has like questions that can lead you on a path of knowing what kind of character you want to play. Like, for example, the first question, do you want to cast magic or smash things? Me smash, can't I do both? Cast magic. And that will just like send you on a path of the different classes that might be interesting to you. I love doing both. And I also love animals. And so I have made a ranger, which is basically a, um, the best way I can describe it is like if you took Aragorn from Lord of the Rings and Legolas and kind of like mixed them together, and if those if that sounds like gibberish to you guys, basically um, a very nature centered archer that has expertise in a lot of different skills and also has a connection to animals, and they have a little bit of spell casting but not a whole lot, and so I made a ranger, and I also really liked Merida, the princess from the Brave movie, so. My ranger speaks in a Scottish accent, and um, although this isn't part of the original movie, she also has a squirrel companion named Ginger that she keeps with her always. And I started with what kind of person I wanted to be, and I wanted to be very strong, um, strong strong-hearted at the very least. And also, I just really admired the power that these characters have and the, like, um, fiery personality and so I kind of went from there and um that leads me to my next thing for like creating character depth so great like you have this idea you have a character but like how do you how do you deepen that connection to this character how do you know like where this character comes from or how they would interact with other people so as I said before, an awesome thing is you can literally be anything you want. It's literally, it's the coolest. So, um, you can be royalty. You can be, um, a thief. You could be Robin Hood and be a thief that steals from the rich to give to the poor. Um, you could literally be raised by wolves in the wild. There's a background already made <laughs> of that. Um, who do they know? Are they traveling alone? Do they have like connections to higher ups? Do they are they in a new city and they don't know anyone and they're kind of or just traveling to learn new things? And why do they want to be an adventurer? So this is a question that you'll have to ask yourself from the get-go because the one thing in every D&D game that you will be is some kind of adventurer. And so Either you're in this group of people, however many people you're playing with, either for the first session, you already know them, you've been working with them for a while, or you are brought together and you meet each other, or maybe you are all hired by the same person to do a quest, but there is a reason that you are in that situation. So... Um, for my character, Jessamine. She was a cleric and she was chosen by um, the higher up people in her church that she came from to go on a mission to like help um, people that were in need. And on that way, she picked up and found the other people that she was with. So there has to be a reason that your character wants to adventure. Do they want glory? Do they want power? Do they want to, do they want history to remember them? Were they wronged when they were little? And so they want to be able to prove that they have what it takes to be a hero. Um, are they looking for something in particular? Do they just like are bored with how their life has been going and just want to be like something else? Like it can be anything that you want, but there has to be a reason that you find yourself wanting to be an adventurer. Something that a lot of people don't always think about, but is always helpful before um, your first session is deciding what your character's personality is. Deciding, oh, I want them to be super strong and all of these things is really great for the initial character creation. But sometimes you're like, but how would they react? to things that happen for example um they could be super friendly easily scared complete nerds or like don't understand sarcasm there was one time where my character was literally patrick from spongebob squarepants so like my my party members would be trying to tell me things and i would be like i don't i don't get it like And it just creates funny like role-playing moments that just bring the characters to life a little bit more. Another resource that I will show you guys, um, this is a random table. You can roll a D100 and that's usually just two D10s together. And these are like random things that you could have that will just bring like your character um, to the next level. And they can also, you can also just read and like choose one you like like maybe they're a germaphobe maybe they're like super laid back and they don't get scared easily maybe they like it's just things that will like bring them to slightly more humanization instead of just an idea of a person it'll make them more of a person um Send that to you guys. So that's a really helpful chart. I use it all the time to make like little quirks. Like that's, I mean, the quirk for Jessamine was how tea obsessed she was. But um yeah. And then forging how they talk. I kind of showed you a little bit about that do they use an accent? And if you want to go with an accent, go with one that you already know. Or if there's an accent that you want to learn for like your theater experience even, um, then like pick and learn an accent and Honestly, practicing it by being a D&D character is like a great way to do it. And that's how I started practicing my Scottish accent. And now it's on my resume as a special skill. And it wasn't before I had to do it every Monday night for like a year. So you can also play around with like pitch. Like, are they like really high pitch and they talk like this? Or are they like really low pitch? Like there's so many things you can do and it's just asking these questions for yourself of like how do you want to interact as this person um and also for role playing it's the same thing as improv right it's like yes and one one thing that will make your experience like so much better is just rem- remembering that um if if your like companion says something that just seems like so weird and it has nothing to do with what the conversation is. Sometimes the best part is to like, say like, yes. And like there was one time where it had nothing to do with the mission at hand. And yet we all found ourselves at a like pet store, adopting a cat um, while we were on a mission to save the world from like hundreds of evil gods. Um all because someone said they loved cats. And then suddenly everyone loved cats. And we were like, we need an emotional support cat because of all the things that we go through. It just like brings opportunities for more fun things. Um, Remembering a driving goal. So there's a driving goal that your character will have. As we said, like, why are they adventuring? Maybe they... um, Just like want to find their purpose or want to find like why they are here or maybe they want to find someone or find something or maybe they just want to travel and they want to see the world and do like crazy things. Just remember like what what is important to your character and also usually your group will have a driving goal as well. Sometimes you guys knew each other before whatever um, storyline you guys are in together begins, or sometimes you've never met each other before. So you have an opportunity to kind of be like, how do I interact with these people? Like, I don't know. Um, But remember collaboration. It's all about collaboration. The, The only times that there can be um, kind of like upsets at the table if you're not all friends to begin with is when when you're not collaborating just remember that it's it's a group story that you're building with all of these friends and so just just remember that as you're going along um one thing that will always always improve and and just bring more humanity to the character you're playing is character flaws i know a lot of people don't sometimes like don't want to have character flaws they don't want to include them but it makes them more human for example the ranger that I talked about has like serious anger issues when someone like disrespects her squirrel like she's like the sweetest thing but if someone says anything even remotely like Oh, like, why do you have a squirrel around? Then she just like blows up and they're (laughs) like, and that's like one of her flaws where she like if the people that she cares about are threatened, she doesn't react very well. Um, So that's just an example of like something that will help you know how your character would react to something that is presented to you or presented to the group or anything like that. Um, and practice how you speak outside of the game. Like I said in the previous slide, if you know that you want this character to speak a certain way, but you've never really done that before, like it's the same thing as you would be practicing a voice for like a character in a show you're playing. Just like start speaking during the day, like speaking to yourself, speaking to your pets if you have them, speaking to your friends, your mom. Like the amount of times that my mom has had to sit through a DD and d voice I'm working on I'm, I will not admit to you because it's a little bit embarrassing of uh, an amount of time. But for example, like don't be afraid to practice because it'll just make you more comfortable, especially if you do want to try a new accent for something. And try not to think too much. There's like, there's no wrong answer for this. Um, like what would your character want to do if presented with certain information or how would they want to react? So um, have you guys ever heard of D&D Beyond?
2: Uh, yeah, I used it to make, like, two characters or so, so far. Um, perfect.
1: Uh, what about you, uh, Malia or Paige? Have you guys used DB Beyond before?
3: Yeah, um, I've made quite a few characters, and I'm a DM, so I use it all the time for NPCs and stuff. Perfect,
1: perfect, great. So I don't really need to go too in deep about that. Um, There's also printable character sheets. I wasn't sure how much you guys would have known about it before, um, but I always, sometimes my favorite pastime is just B D Beyond and just like creating characters off the top of my head. Um, so one of the things also that um, you need to remember is as a DM even, it's like what you're doing is just writing and improving a story, a play, sometimes a musical if you have a bard in your party. <laughs> but, like, that's so amazing. It's like, it's the same kind of character analysis that you would do if you were presented with a story that was already created and then just wanted to deep dive into what is this character about? Like, like what happened to them when they were little that led them to this place except the great part is it's all in your hands. You get to decide like if they're, um, You get to decide if they come from a really happy place and suddenly they're facing something that like kind of shakes them a little, or maybe they've had a pretty rough childhood and now they have an opportunity to escape it and become something that they weren't always sure they would be able to be. It's, if you start thinking about it just like that, where this is a story that you are writing with your friends, it's really cool. And as a dungeon master... If either Malia or Zane, if you're interested in also becoming a dungeon master, one thing that you have to remember is that um, although you are coming up with the kind of like skeleton for the story, is that sometimes your players will come up with something that you had no idea or like didn't even think about. For example, I wrote a murder mystery one shot Um like a couple years ago and I played it with my friends that have never played d before and I had like all these clues planned out and like this like very like obvious plot of like who done it and then I'm hearing them like talk to each other and they're like what if she did it herself because blah blah like and they like had like all of this stuff and I was like scratch out on my notes and during the break I said I need 20 minutes and I made it that she did it because that like I was like that's actually so creative and then they felt like they were so like whoa like I guessed it that's so cool and it's like I mean it wasn't that and then you said it and then I wanted it to be that so badly so just like don't be afraid if you want to become a DM to like throw caution to the wind and like change up your story a little bit because sometimes all you need is just a crazy theory from one of your players and how excited they get about it for you to be like hmm maybe it should be that I love that and just like we were talking about for role-playing take what the dungeon master gives you and yes and it sometimes players will like I mean never underestimate a good shopping episode is what I will say because I don't know if you've experienced this already, Paige, but your players will want to shop. And you're like, you you don't want to go fight the dragon? You don't want to go, you know, look, they, they need help. And they're like, yes, but how many different kinds of cloaks does this general store have? And then you're like, okay, I guess we have to fully flesh out this general store now. So, um. And always appreciate those moments. I know that there's a group I was in. Our beach episode was, like, the funniest episode ever because nothing happened. And yet it was, like, five hours long that we played together. We made, like, sand fortresses because sand castles. We were like, that seems too normal. Like, what is it? Like, sand fortresses and, like, making funny shapes in the water and, like... So, shopping episodes, beach episodes... All of it. It doesn't always have to be some, like, epic thing for it to be a blast. And just remember to stay true to your character if you're, like, you know, in the middle of role-playing. Just remember their purpose, as I've said. But I will warn you of the dangers or gray area of it's what my character would do, that phrase. I'm not, like, so worried about it for you guys, but there are many people that aren't very nice to other characters, and then when they're like, hey, like, why would you do that? They're like, oh, it's what my character would do, and it's like, okay, well, then why did you make your character a jerk? Like, so um, that's just one thing that I will say, like, being true to your character is wonderful, and it's so important, but... Remember that, like, this is a collaborative thing. This is a group thing. So if you're if you make your character like not play well with others, although that is something that happens to a lot of people, it might not be the best choice for this particular instance because you're supposed to be in a group. Just as an example, um, and things to remember: there's no right or wrong way to play D and D. is a group activity. The possibilities are endless. I'm sure you guys already know that. Um, if you ever page if you would like me to send you some dm tips because I've also been dming for like six or seven years um I have a whole pdf of dm tips of either Malia or Zane if you would like to potentially become dms and kind of set up a story for yourself um do not be afraid to contact me if you're like I have this really cool character idea but I'm not really sure like how to make it then like Don't worry at all. Like, this is my email. If you guys want to write it down or anything like that, I would love to, like, get on a call or something and, like, go further in depth about, like, a character idea that you have or if you have, like, rules questions or if you want to run, like, encounters or something. Um, If you want, like, dice or other resources, do not be afraid to contact me. And um, I think we – if you want to take a quick five, I have to pee um but uh sorry (laughs) we'll be back in five if you have any questions or anything else we can also create a character together I thought we could do would be fun and a little improv exercise if that sounds great to you guys I will be right back
0: I will pop in for a couple seconds if you can see me because I pinned her so you can't um That we are going to have a production of Matilda coming up soon, and Malia's in it actually, so you should all go see Malia. But um, yeah, the tickets are on sale and I'll put the link in the chat. It should be really fun. We're also going to have some spring classes starting in January. So if there are more things at the conservatory you would like to try, I'll put that right in the chat. And um, the rest of our masterclasses, if you like this one and there are more that you like, we have a podcast on Spotify that has all of them. And our YouTube channel also has most of them up. So if you have... Anything else in the theater music world that you're interested in, we have those classes for free there too. Enjoy your break.
5: Perfect.
1: (laughs) Okay, Um, awesome. So just to start, are there any questions that you guys came in with or like from anything I've said you guys thought of or any questions about my experience with D&D or stories or anything like that that you guys have thought of? Okay, cool just wanted to share oh have you learned anything you oh gosh yes um actually so a question in the chat have you used anything you learned from D&D in an actual role so ever since I started playing d and I have become so much better at my improvisational skills like in school and in classes like that and also we've kind of done some experimental things at my school for shows and it has just helped me think so much more quicker on my feet and also just not think of improv as like a super stressful thing it's like when you come at it from like oh I'm just playing me and we're telling a story sometimes it just like takes the stress or anxiety about like, uh ah, I'm improving kind of out of you for that. So that can be helpful. I've also used my accent that I developed for characters like so many times now. Um, and I feel like they kind of have gone hand in hand with like helping me just develop more accent work and also just, also my writing. It's improved my writing as well. So um, thank you for that question. Um. So if you guys don't have any questions kind of on your own, I was thinking we could make a character together um, and kind of see how that goes. What do you guys think? Sure. Cool. Great. All right. So
3: let's
1: do this. So... So Paige, you're probably uh, super familiar with this. Zane, you said you've used this once or twice and Malia a couple times too, right? Nope, not at all. Okay, great. Perfect. So um, this is called D&D Beyond. As I've said, it is a fantastic resources for both players and dungeon masters because you can also search anything. It has monsters, it has spells, it has this, that. So this is a great place to have an electronic character sheet um while you're playing um, but there's also paper character sheets if that works for you as well but um does anyone have like a pop culture or like superhero or anything that you'd like to make a character based off of John? Is
4: nobody going to go ahead and answer? (laughs) Should I answer?
1: I suppose, if no one else can think of one.
4: Hmm. I'm going to give it uh, another five seconds.
1: Okay. Can
3: I say one? Um, (laughs) Yes.
1: Wanda Maximoff from from our rate choice. All right, what do you like about Wanda? That um,
3: she's really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like her powers um, just are different than a lot of other superheroes and they're interesting. And I think she has a really good backstory mm-hmm. and there's a lot of character development throughout all the movies and TV shows and everything.
1: Absolutely. So, one thing about Wanda that is different from, say, uh, Doctor Strange, for example, in that universe, is that Wanda's powers, although from a, like experience she has they came from within her she didn't necessarily go to books like doctor strange to unlock that power something happened to her that caused the power and magic to develop inside her so with that in mind i would choose sorcerer for wanda because although um they draw on inherent magic from a gift or bloodline in this instance although I don't know if anyone would refer to Wanda's experiences as a gift. They were pretty traumatic. Um, In this instance, it's referring to how she got her magic. So I would definitely go with a sorcerer for that. Um, For race, we could either go elf or human. She is pretty dexterous. So I'm kind of inclined to say elf. But if um what do you guys think would you um for elf they have um high dexterity and keen senses but also humans um they can have if we choose human variant then they she can begin with a um feat, which could give her other things so what what do you guys think if you were to make this character what would you go for um probably an elf an elf yeah that's what I was thinking too so, I would, yeah
2: I would say like a drow maybe but
1: yeah um unfortunately one thing I will say about D&D Beyond is for certain things if you don't have like all the things unlocked you can't pick them but you could always homebrew a drow but I absolutely agree a drow would be a good choice so one cool thing about elves is that you all get a cantrip from the wizard spell list, like no matter what class you play. Um, now Wanda has a lot of kind of like fire, mind stuff. I'm trying to think of which of these would be, I could see fire I think would be a good choice for her. Um, Mage hand. For a lot of the WandaVision kind of cooking stuff, her ability to control things without actually touching them. Um, yeah. what do you guys think? I would either go with Mage Hand or Firebolt for these, the starting Minor Illusion is also a good choice. Thank you, chat. Um I do know that as a sorcerer, you will have access to other cantrips as well. So that can definitely be another one. But if we were to choose just one off the bat, I think that firebolt or mage hand, Wanda definitely would have. Why don't we go with mage hand? Since that's something kind of established from the beginning of WandaVision, that she can she doesn't have to touch things for them to move. Um extra language kind of. These languages aren't super like well translated for Wanda but since she is an elf we could go that she also knows Sylvan since it's kind of like the Latin of um English and so she is a sorcerer so do we want to make Wanda kind of at the end of WandaVision or towards the beginning
5: The
3: beginning.
1: The beginning. So what has happened at the beginning? Um, that's I, I can answer that as well, but she has lost vision, unfortunately, and a lot of other people too. So although she hasn't gone through all the things she goes through in WandaVision, she is still like a pretty seasoned adventurer if she were in a DD world. She has fought. Thanos. She's lost her family. She's gone through so many things. So I would hazard to guess that she's probably a level 10, just because she's gone through so much already. But at the beginning of WandaVision, there's that hope for her that she has been able to kind of create this town of her imagination and bring Vision back. So that's why I don't think level 20 just yet because level 20 is kind of you know you're at the end and I still think that there's a lot more story that we'll see of Wanda in the future
2: although I kind of think it should be higher than level 10 because she still has the power to um enslave an entire town
1: it's very true so what level then in that case would you suggest
2: uh maybe just like a little higher Because level 20 would definitely be at the end where she's reading the Darkhold and all that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So then why don't we go level 12 so that you'll still get another ability score improvement um, than if you were at level 10. Does that sound better? Cool. So, um, let's see. Definitely, she um, is proficient in Arcana. No question. She's super connected to the magic that she has. And... Do you guys think, just from your knowledge of her, that she's better at lying, persuading, or scaring? Persuading? Yeah, I would guess so too. Because one thing about her is that she's not trying to deceive the people in the town. She, like, legitimately up until um, a certain point in the show thinks that that's real. But she also, you know, is very persuasive, especially in the, um, I think it's the 70s episode, the one where she they're doing the magic act, She's, she's very charismatic. She's very good at getting, um, and persuading a certain course of action. Um, although she can be intimidating, I would say that that is when she feels like she has to be, but that's just my opinion. Um, so as an origin, um, I'll also, if you guys have an idea for a kind of origin that you think, I think that, um, an aberrant mind, a sorcerer could be, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Actually, I'm playing in the aberrant mind sorcerer right now. They're fun to play, and it does seem it fits in with their katana. Yeah.
1: Origin. Absolutely, I agree. Um. So one thing. Um. Once th- it's a newer sorcerer origin, and I think it's really cool. It came out in Tasha's, um, which was kind of like an expansion pack almost, <laughs> for lack of a better terminology, but. It has a lot of more like mind control, like tele, like telekinesis, telepathy kind of things. So I absolutely agree, Zane. Um, so meta magic, which is something that I definitely think brought me to sorcerer about Wanda, is your ability to twist spells. One thing that I, whenever I play a sorcerer, really like is um, I really like the careful spell which will make it so that i can't hurt my friends um or i mean you can hurt like if they fail their saving throw but one thing that always like gets me in trouble when i'm a sorcerer is a lot of the spells that sorcerers have are like um environment affecting spells so for example like Firebolt or things like that, where people within a certain distance of where the spell goes can get hurt from it. And if your friends are fighting the same thing you are, they can get hurt too. But a careful spell will kind of make it so that um like they have a higher chance of not getting hurt, which is always good. Um, distance spell, you can shoot it from farther away, so you don't have to be fully in range. Um empowered spell is also really cool. Um, so as it says here, like you can re-roll a number of the damage up to your charisma modifier. And at level 12, that wanda is right now, that's a pretty ridiculous modifier. So a pretty good amount of times to re-roll if needed. Um, extended, letting it last longer. Heightened, you can give them disadvantage on saving throws. Um You can make something a bonus action, which is also really, really cool because that means potentially, depending on what kind of rules your dungeon master uses, you could cast two spells in a turn, maybe. Um, Speaking, basically, you can give yourself advantage. Subtle, you can cast it without any somatic or verbal components, which is so helpful if you need to cast something but people are watching you transmuted is also really cool where this i'm not so sure if this is something that like wanda would have necessarily but if you have like ice knife and then thunder wave you could create a thunder knife or an ice wave you if you have something in your spell list that has a certain kind of damage you could decide with a sorcery point to use a different kind i i think it's really cool and then twinned means you can like um, target more than one creature than what is recommended. So given those, what um, what three do you think that Wanda would have? I think that she definitely would probably have quickened because she is very, very quick to react. Um, I could also see empowered because when she does have magic she can cause a lot of damage it's not always like very small and I could also see um transmuted or twinned what what do you guys think
2: definitely empowered but I'm not Mm -hmm. sure about the other ones
1: okay Malia do you have one you think
3: Um, careful and subtle, maybe.
1: Yeah, I think that those are also really good choices. So, (laughs) let's see, just to kind of speed this up a little bit, because we are running a little low on time. In order for Wanda to be able to have all of this magic go through her, especially when it shows how the town in WandaVision was created, she has to have a high constitution score. It's basically like her ability for her body to handle the magic that flows through her. So I'm inclined to say that she would have a high constitution score and also charisma since also sorcerers cast from their charisma. Um, This is other stuff that they'll get as an aberrant mind. Um, do you want to just continue um, making her ability scores better or maybe give her a feat?
2: Um, with a feat, you could give her, like, Eldritch Blast. Because, I definitely
1: think yeah. that would be a good choice. Um, so we could do, with the ones that are available to us here, Eldritch Adept, I think.
3: Or let's see. No, not that one.
1: Um I don't know if I have access to that one, but I do think that that's a really good choice. Um, let's see what this would give us. Ah, okay, this might give us something.
2: hmm hacks maybe.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. I think that Hex, although um, I do think Eldritch Blast is probably a better choice, um, I don't have access to it at this time, so I think Hex is probably a close second. And then I'd say we can give her some more decks and another constitution. Oh, Now we get to pick some spells. I know that this can be like a pretty lengthy process. So we're not necessarily going to take like a whole lot of time, but um, just let's see. I definitely think that telekinesis is something that she would have. Um. um, monster. Yeah, hold monster. I was going to say as well. Dominate person, I think she could also have. Um, let's see. If you guys see anything that you think sounds right, go ahead and shout them out.
3: Creation?
1: Mm hmm. Where'd it go?
2: It's uh, down. Yes.
1: Thank you. Yes. And um, also
2: maybe animate objects.
1: Yes, absolutely. I agree. I think wall of fire, too.
2: Um. Hmm.
1: Probably
2: banishment.
1: Yeah, I was going to say I think banishment would work for sure. Um I could also see hypnotic pattern. Um basically helps you oh, she definitely has fly 100%. Um I'd say fireball. I think she also has Counterspell. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dimension Door. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, where are you? Sorry. I think I lost it.
2: I think it's a uh, fourth level.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, yes. Cool. All right. And then we get some Cantrips. We get six, so Control Flames, I think, is probably a good one. Firebolt. Um, we already have Mage Hand from being an elf. I think Mending she could have because she can kind of repair things that have been broken or ripped. Um, uh, mind
2: Sliver and a minor yeah. illusion.
1: Yeah. So actually, agree. doesn't
2: she already have Mind Sliver from Aberrant Mind?
1: Yes, she does. That's a good point. But I think message, because she could probably communicate with someone from far away. That sounds like something she could have. Also, um, prestidigitation, I think she has as well. Yeah, great. And then for abilities, just for simplicity, we'll do standard array. Um, Charisma, highest, I'd say constitution, second. Um, What do you guys think is like the least important thing? um for her to have like what could she what could be her dumpstep?
3: wisdom or
1: wisdom or intelligence for sure if we gave wisdom then um she wouldn't have a very high perception score and I feel like um when she's not kind of tricking her own mind she is pretty perceptive um but I agree she doesn't necessarily need to be super intelligent I would say dexterity, wisdom, and then strength. What do you guys think? Does that sound like something that would, yeah, cool. And then description, there aren't very many um, backgrounds. Haunted one. Haunted one, for sure, is what I was going to say. Great. Um, We'll do probably survival and investigation. We can do that later. And, yeah, so although it's not, like, fully done, um, Malia, this is what your um, character sheet would look like once you finish creating a character. We can also change the color. So, um, let's see, move this over here. When you think of Wanda, is there, like, a color that comes to mind for you? Obviously red, but I think more of this, like, blood red color than, like, the bright red. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if Malia, once you've made a character on here, it has all the stuff lined out for you that you need to see. Here's your strength, dex, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma, um, your current and max hit points, your initiative score. It has all of your skills lined up next to you. And also something that's really cool that, um, is a newer thing is say like, you need to make an arcana check. Now there's, like, electronic dice. If you don't have your dice with you, or you can just, like, click on it. It, like, rolls it for you. I know. Anyway, um, you probably already knew about that, but I think it's really cool. Um, and... So you'll have bolts and all of these great meta magic things. And these are your spells. So that, although speeded up since we don't have a ton of time, is just like one way that you could make a character um, from a character from a, a movie or like TV show or anything that you admire or like. So that's just an example of something that you can do. Um That was a great idea for a character. I know a lot of people, especially after WandaVision, have made like Wanda as aberrant mind sorcerers. It's a really cool choice. Um, Yeah. So do you guys have any questions just like for me? Like. Cool. Um, Zane, I'd love to hear about your aberrant mind sorcerer.
2: Um, I'm not playing in the campaign anymore, but I mainly just use it to terrorize giant frogs. Oh, nice. Um, also, I found out that a chicken only costs two copper pieces while a meat chunk costs 30.
1: Huh. Doesn't seem very, very ethical, but interesting. Thank you. Paige, um, I would love to hear just a little bit about um your campaign you're running, if you are running one.
3: Um, yeah, so I'm starting a new campaign. Um, I'm restarting the D&D club at my high school. That that's So I play D&D awesome. with all of my sister's friends who are a lot older. And yeah. um, so I'm restarting that, which they ran when they were at our school. But um, yeah, um, basically it's centered around like an island that's a lot like Scotland. But um, the government is... Um, kind of like when you have the older, wiser people running the country, it's yeah. run by metallic dragons. Oh, so that's really fun. Um, but the crazy thing is that we have almost 70
1: people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot wow. of people. Wow.
3: Well, that's awesome <laughs> that so many
1: people are interested.
3: Yeah, I thought that was really close but it's also very overwhelming because oh, absolutely yeah so um I'm one of like four dms that we have right now
1: that's really cool yeah the uh-huh. first campaign that I ever dm'd I had 10 people in and they were all musical theater students and um it was like in our dorms at college where we would all meet in the study room B like at 10 a.m. on Sunday afternoon and we would play for 12 hours. We would literally we would go in with breakfast, play until we were starving. Someone would stay with the stuff so someone else could go get lunch, come back, eat, play more until we were hungry again, get dinner and then play until we were too tired. So. That is really cool that you're playing with your club at school. Um, Malia, are you in a game right now? Or are you um hoping, are you part of the club? Yeah, I'm part of the oh, club. Cool. That's awesome. So unfortunately, I think we're running out of time, but I'm going to type my email in the chat one more time. Like Paige, if you ever have ideas that you just want, like, um, oh, I did not, I sent that as a direct message if you have like ideas that you just want a second pair of eyes on or if you know if Malia you have questions about D&D Beyond or if Zane if you have like character ideas but you just you just want like a second set of eyes or even if your page want to homebrew stuff and like just want to make sure it's balanced or anything please 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 feel free to message me I would love to hear from you guys um I had a great time talking to you guys I know you guys already knew like quite a bit about it so I hope you I hope you learned um at least a little bit or you had fun um yeah thank you guys if you have any other other questions just like go ahead or email me later thank you thank you
5: you for your time
0: of course thank you so much Hannah yeah we're going to have this up for the people that have never played too. So someone will right. learn a lot. <laughs> Perfect. And thank you all for coming again. Go see. Matilda with Malia in it and um is there anything Hannah that we can promote for you are you doing anything I know you have a stream that you streamed some of your campaigns yes
1: um I've streamed quite a few of them right now we're kind of on a hiatus because of the um musicals at my school but every Monday night when I can get there I am in a campaign called the paper dungeon um it's twitch.tv slash the paper dungeon you can see my ranger with her squirrel companion um but that if you ever have time to watch or you enjoy watching other nerds play D um i'm in there
0: cool and let us know if there are any musicals you're in or anything at your school too because we will go see your shows too <laughs> great i will let you know <laughs> okay sounds good well thank you everybody so much for coming and thank you so much for teaching this wonderful class hannah Of course, thank you. Good night, everyone.